Here we go, podcast number three of a planned 750. Today we've got Drawer Near. He serves as a regional president in the Central Region, in addition to running New York Metro with Tony Sages. He talks about breaking into the business. It was tough. Why he went into management, how he built his business, and his view of the future. Remember, this podcast is all about getting to know our people and getting inspired by our people. You'll love this. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. 22 years goes fast. So let's go back to when you actually broke into the business. What was that like? Um, Well, it was literally the last millennium. So technology was different. Nobody had an iPhone, weren't computers on the desk. It was just a different time. And um, I came in, uh, I guess, in a somewhat untraditional role. I was a second career. I was an attorney, a litigator for a New York City firm. And I was looking for something different. I found an ad uh, for lawyers who don't want to be lawyers. And that spoke to me. And I I felt like there was some cosmic connection there. And uh, I, I met with a manager here who was a former attorney. And he talked about the opportunity to really impact clients, to get paid for the job uh, that you do, and not to have your worth dictated by a salary scale. And all those things spoke to me. So I came into the business. So not to beat down on the legal profession, but when you were comparing your your role as an attorney to the opportunity here, what was it that really resonated with you? Well, I was working for a pretty large firm, so client contact was, you know, 10 years down the road. What attracted me was the ability to impact clients almost immediately. I found that a little scary and exciting and and thrilling all at the same time. So um, that was the first thing. And then being able to control my destiny to some degree, control my income, my time, who I work with, and getting what I thought, you know, paid for my ability to get the job done was definitely an attraction. Okay, so concept sounds good. I'm going to go into the financial services industry. What was it like breaking into the business? Very difficult for me. The biggest hurdle was psychological. I came from a world, uh, a middle-class family. My parents were both hardworking. The, the mindset was go to school, get a good job. And being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, variable income, uncertainty, all those things were not part of our mindset. And it was difficult psychologically to cross that threshold to know that I would be okay. And then ultimately that this career provides all the security. If you put in the work, you're, you're depression proof, you're safe from recessions and downsizing and so forth. Now this is a pressurized situation, correct? That you're married, you've you own a home and you've got children? Four year old and a one year old. Okay. Uh, when I first came in, so failure wasn't an an, an op- it was just not an option yep. and success had to be immediate and continuous, you know, because I had a mortgage to pay. So what are the mechanics of it? How how did you make it work? I I listened to people. I'd say probably the smartest thing I did was I quickly got rid of the chip on my shoulder where I felt that I was an attorney, I was educated, I'm sort of entitled to, to success. And I spoke to a lot of people and I listened to the people who are successful. And the advice was really simple. There's no shortcuts, there's no magic bullets. If, if somebody's working you know, on the phone two, three hours a day, go four or five hours. If you, wanna, if you wanna get to success, you just gotta outwork everybody else initially. And then that gives you the time to build systems and be smarter about your time. When you started making phone calls, was that fluid for you or was that a real tough go? Very tough, very awkward, very challenging. But it was a. It became a discipline thing, you know. When when your heart's not there, when you're not feeling it, the brain has to take over, and you just have to do it, no matter how you feel. 
All right, backs up against the wall, left a role as an attorney. I'm in, married, two kids, got to make money. So when does it start clicking? When did it start working and when did you start getting confidence that it was the right move? I'd say probably a year in because in the beginning you're in survival mode and you just, you know, how am I going to make money for this month and, you know, what am I going to do and how much more can I do? But, but there is definitely that crossroads you get to and, and you wonder, is this thing doable? Quitting was never uh, an option. It was never even entered my mind once. I know they say you, you fire yourself a hundred times. Yeah. Every, never occurred to me that I would quit, but it, it, I doubted whether I could be successful and, and I really worried about it. And then at one point, I don't know, I had an epiphany of sorts when I realized that there were people who were successful who didn't look and sound the part, but they worked hard and they worked smart. And it occurred to me that success is a choice, and that's empowering. But the flip side of that is that failure is also a choice. And that realization sort of made me disgusted with the level of effort that I was putting in, and that changed everything for me. And that was about a year in where I figured whatever happens, success or failure, it's because of me and because of my effort. And then that internalization of that realization made me realize there's no way I was going to fail. So basically, you sized up your environment, you saw people that were succeeding, and you checked your own effort level, and you decided, I am making this work. Exactly. And, and it's the first of many where I realized that you got to look internally when things aren't working. It's easy to look outside the environment, the culture, your manager, whatever, but if you look internally, most of the time you'll find the answers there. Now, my recollection, when I first got to know of you, you were the top district manager in the country, did that two years in a row, and you were also producing at a really high level. So now let's walk into your transition into management. What drove that? So I never saw myself, at least at that phase, as a leader, but I did always see myself as a coach, and maybe the two go hand in hand, but I love coaching. I coached all my kids' teams when they, when they were little. Uh, I volunteered in my community when I was in college and you know and beyond. So I loved coaching. I loved the model. That was one part of it. I loved the impact that you could have. The other part was really the math. I felt like, you know, as a producer, there's capacity to only do so much work and there's only so much production I could probably get to. And maybe that was a limiter that that, uh, I shouldn't have put on myself, but that was the expectation that there's only so much I could do. But as a manager, I could hire as many people as I want. And if I could duplicate people who could do my level of effort, I could earn exponential income. So I could hire three, four, five, or 50 or 100 of me uh, who put in that effort, and now I'm scaling. And I'm scaling with the tremendous resources that the company has to offer in terms of compensation, support, training, and so forth. I just have to be the person who facilitated it and closed the business. So I saw that as a model uh, it was almost too good to be true. I couldn't believe it was available. So com- coming from a law firm, you had seen that model. You believed in teams, but this was a leverage and scaling play. It yeah. was really a business move. Yes, very much so. What types of adjustments did you have to make when you moved from producer to manager? I think very quickly you have to determine that your time is no longer your own and, and your, your number one, two, and three priorities are your people. And um, I had some really good mentors, Bob Jones and Tony Sages, Chris Barber. I remember them Chris saying... Chris is going to be so happy that you said his name. Yeah, well, you know, I tossed it out there every so often. He was the least important of the three. But, um, but they always said, if you want it, whatever you want in life, you're going to get by making sure other people get what they want in life and helping other people to get what they want. And that really always stuck with me. So it was that mindset of help everybody else achieve success and it'll all kind of work out in the long run. And that's a model that I followed. Now, speaking of Bob Jones for a minute, not to go on a bunny trail, but how great is it to go into the conference room probably every day and seeing Bob Jones Conference Center? 
Yeah, he had a very, very big impact. He hired me, huge impact in my career. Great mentor, great messenger, great visionary. Yeah, he had a spectacular impact on all of us and always a smile on his face. Now you move from district manager number one in the country two years in a row. You're promoted to EVP in your home branch and year after year, growth, growth, growth. Now let's go to today, regional president. And that's just since January. What's that transition like for you? Uh, it's re-energized me, and and I, you know, reminds me, and and I hope I remember this for the rest of my career. You always need new challenges. You need new new frontiers. So this is a, a challenge in terms of time management. It's a challenge in terms of coaching my peers, uh, people I respect very very much, and it's finding ways collaboratively to to get better across the board having interesting and different conversations than I've ever had before, but I'm definitely enjoying the challenge. I'm, I'm jumping out of bed every morning like I haven't in a, in a number of years. So, What are you most excited about in terms of driving a vision for the future in your current role as you look at the region and as you look at New York Metro? Well, I feel like I've been in New York for 22 years, 15 of them, as a, 16 almost now, as a branch manager. So the strategic elements uh, are 95% baked because I know where we're going to go. Tony and I have been partners for 10 years. So, you know, what we focus on a lot is being really good executioners of the strategy. In this new role, there's there's much more of a strategic element. So it's, it's taking more time to be thoughtful and to really think about where we want to go in areas that I haven't had to think about in the past. I like that element of, of being part of the strategic planning and, and working with others to, to see a vision through. Any advice for a brand new advisor? Let's picture we've got somebody that's in their first six months and unlike you, like they're actually really thinking about, I wonder if I can make it. What would you tell that person? This is a business that, uh, you know, there are a few things. Number one, you absolutely can make it. I've met very, very few people in my career who've truly failed because they couldn't do the job. I met many, many people who failed because they didn't want to do the job, because they didn't want the career, they weren't willing to pay the price. But if you really want to do this, it's a choice, and it really just comes down to, to simply doing it, whether you feel like it or not. It's, it's a discipline. It's a mindset. That's the first thing. The second thing I would say is leverage is the magic word in all business, and you can leverage in a thousand different ways. But if you get a strong start, if you run strong for, for 12 months, that's going to make the rest of your career a lot easier because as a new producer, if you're producing at a high level, you'll become a joint work partner that much sooner. You'll have more opportunities that much sooner. You'll have more clients who will give you more referrals and more repeat business that much sooner. So take the energy that it takes to, to get lift off, uh, get to 30,000 feet, and it's a lot easier to coast from up there. How about any words of appreciation for our advisors or our support team members? What would you say to somebody that's been with us 30, 40 years? From a company perspective, the greatest time ever. The future is brighter than ever. We are, for the first time ever, a standalone publicly traded company. And the, the emphasis is all about growth and hyper growth. There's never been a better time to be in the business. There's never been better support than we've had right now. And I'm super bullish and super excited about where this company's going. I love that. Well, I tell you what, it's fun visiting with you. You win at everything you've ever done. And I agree with you. We have great days ahead. All right. Thanks a lot. Draw near. Wow, that was a fun discussion. Draw near is a determined dude. So I broke into the business to impact clients. 
and get paid based on ability. Broke into the business based on effort and realized success is a choice. And then finally, I love this. He was recently reminded that you always need new challenges. That's where the growth is. Thanks, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get after it, crush it, and have a great day today.